There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 95 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 5 of season 3 of Killjoys. Wow. This show. Yeah, this one was an intense one. It's been amazing. Uh, okay, so let's just jump right in. You have found ratings news for us. All right, episode 5 brought in a 0.22 in adults 18 to 49 and 0.722 million viewers making it the 24th overall cable show for the night. Very nice numbers. Nice, nice. And once again, we're in the middle of summer, and apparently Live Plus 7 doesn't mean as much to either Nielsen or the people who report it, and so we don't have any Live Plus 7 for Episode (laughs) 4. Well, that's okay, because we know it's awesome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's start with Episode 5, Steve. Take us in. All right, attack the rack. Killjoy rebels take drastic measures to clean house. A secret ops attack against their own rack. Man. All right. <laughs> we start out by uh, gathering the captains. Uh, Dutch and Davin go about kidnapping the biggest rack sector captains in the J. And the very first one, oh, they're uh, outside the room, and they hear noises that... Say that he might be in a very compromising <laughs> position. I love how you're like, how do I say this? So you're like, you have that awkward pause because you never really want to talk about finding somebody in that position. No, that's got to be <laughs> the most embarrassing for all parties involved. And this one proved even worse. True that. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, that's happening. All right. It's yeah. one of those things like, where do I look? How do I feel? This is weird. <laughs> um, so basically, Davin was us. Yeah. <laughs> and Dutch. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Dutch can get over it quicker than Davin, but maybe that's just me. The way she reacted, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves the girl a tip saying, you did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> and Dav's like, I need to bleach my eyes now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. Once the three are gathered, it's time to prove the danger. And so Turin brings in one of his killjoys, Catan, and they've got her in a glass cage. He goes in, cuts her face, and it immediately heals. Very Silence of the Lambs-ish at the beginning, but obviously not with yeah. the, the healing factor. So, oh, I, I still don't understand why they're like... What? What? What is it? You know, you're seeing it, and I understand there's that disbelief, but you're still seeing this happen, and 
still, they're going to fight him because later on we have that happen. Right. Like they just fight and push. It's like, did, did you not just see what happened? Did you not see what I did? Right. Ugh, it's annoying. I guess they just don't quite understand the uh, power behind the Hulan yet. And hopefully by the end of the episode, they will understand. I don't know, because the one was a giant pain in the butt. <laughs> That's very true. All right, so we've got a monumental task to pull off, and actually it's a very simple plan. They're going to go into each rack, anesthetize the group, cut everybody, and see who wounds heals. And that's how they're going to identify the Hulan from the humans. Well, of course that sounds easy, which means things won't go right. And it doesn't. Of course, Johnny is the first one to go in, and he immediately runs into... A guy he knows very well. I was scared. Like, I didn't want this person who Johnny is known for X amount of time to be Hulan, because I think that would have really broke Johnny up. Because they seem right. really close, not close, but like really good friends. Yes, I agree. And fortunately, the guy ends up being human, which relieves Johnny. So he goes and dispenses the gas throughout the rack. Now, as he's doing this, we get to see Dutch with the attack force, shall we call it, a ragtag team of uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything. But she gives this awesome speech. I was ready to strap, suit up. Yeah, and, strap exactly. a gun on. I was ready to go. And, of course, we have our um, nerds from a couple of episodes ago returning, Benji and McAvoy. And fortunately, they get on Dutch and Davin's team. I think Dutch made sure that happened. Probably so the best. protect <laughs> them. Yes. Yes, they were very much, well, basically what Johnny said, science nerds and not field agents. No, and not fighters at all. Right. <laughs> so they get into the rack and go into the first room, and everybody's looks knocked out. So they start cutting. And the, when they finally get to one that's a Hewlin, wow. he automatically wakes up and it's a trap. Yes. Oh, and I, it was one of our science geeks because he's like, okay, I can do this. And what made me mad, it was the other one who's like, come on, don't be, a, don't be a wuss. You can do it. And I'm like, come on. Why did he have to be him? He right. Might as well have been wearing a red shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I think Benji definitely was uh, needing a red shirt on for this episode. Ah, poor kid. But we get this great scene. Oh, that's true. It was an with amazing. With trying to get, get, she gets on the table and just starts taking everybody on to get down to the other table to try to save Benji in slow motion. I was going to say, and, either she was like super fast or this was super slow motion because... No, it was in slow motion so you could see every move she was making. Great fighter. Yes. And it was an awesome scene, except as soon as she gets down to the end of the table, the Hulan breaks Benji's neck. Now, do you think he was basically just kind of messing with him to see how, you know, what Dutch was going to do and how long it would take her? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's even more depressing. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, this Hulan was definitely toying with, with Dutch and basically measuring her to see what her skill level was. God. It didn't matter because Dutch killed him in the end. Yeah, but then we lost poor science nerd. And, yep. Another nerd bites the dust. 
It's never a good thing. No. So they decide that they need to make it to the armory because they're going to need a whole lot more weapons than what they've got. Yeah, especially since they're up and moving. Yeah. Not what we expected at all, so. No. And, of course, they turn down one hallway and get captured by good old Radic. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Big side. stupid guy. Yeah. You know what? I don't know what it is with the Holland, why they have to have some of the biggest jackasses on their side. Is it because <laughs> know, they're so, so much stronger, all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, I'm going to be a jerk because I'm arrogant now. I mean, is that what it is or what? Yeah, they sure didn't uh, learn much from their training facility on how to be more human. All they've learned is how to be giant assholes. Maybe that was part of the training and they just (laughs) didn't get to the next part. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Oh, man. Of course, Dutch makes a break for it. And another great scene where you see her just bolt down the hall, starts this long slide while they're shooting at her, and makes it through into a garbage chute. Thankfully, there's no little monster in there that we know of. Right, and the walls don't uh, start collapsing in them. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you had to think. Yeah, but apparently garbage juice is garbage juice wherever you are. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, now we've got to determine who is the mole. Which, of course, takes me off, because I'm like, why? Why would we have somebody unless somehow we miss the Hulan in our our ragtag group here? Right. And you would think that everybody's been tested. Right. Make sure they aren't Hulan. So it's really a head-scratcher at this point in time as to who this is. So, of course, Turin decides to uh, turn to ex-Hulan Fancy. And sends her, sends him into Catan's cage to try to get information. Which seems completely uh, reasonable. Sure. You know, he should know the, how she's going to react and what she's going to do. And plus, he's got this nice little toy that operates the shot collar around her neck. True. Which would actually blow up her head. Oh, no, wait. Turin no. has the one yeah, to blow Turin up her has head. That, sorry. Had that right. mixed up. Yeah, Fancy has the. It was Shot something, couple. wasn't it with her ears, though, specifically? Something weird. Right, yeah, it was a, a high-frequency pit, a pitch okay. that definitely hurt her ears. Probably would hurt mine, too, just being in there, but, you know, hey. Right, <laughs> and, of course, we see that it does work, but she gets the drop on him <sighs> and gets him in a headlock. Again, come on, Fancy, you're better than that. Absolutely, and this is where we begin to see... The captains just lose it because they want Turn to blow the cage up. Which will kill Fancy. This is why I said that guy, that captain is a jerk. Yes, because Turn is trying to be loyal to his his people. And he's not wanting, you know, he's saying, give Fancy a chance. He'll get out of this, which he finally does. But yeah. This is where I'm starting to worry about Turin, because he's yelling for Turin to open the box, open the box. And Turin's just like, uh, well, because stupid, oh, crap, why did, Katan, I'm like, I forgot her name for a sec. She's like saying all this stuff too fancy, but it's loud enough that they all hear. And it's just planting that little seed of doubt. Yes. And planting the seed of doubt in them that 
he has actually been completely cleansed. Or that he's loyal to them. That he, right. you know, doesn't in fact want to go back and be part of the Hullen. And it's like, God, you know him. Come on. Right. And it was just so frustrating to see Turin have that doubt. And then the other captains, of course, are like, well, see, you obviously don't believe it. So you should just blow them both up. What the hell? That ain't going to get us the information we need. Not going to help us at all. No. We just lose a really good fighter. Now, of course, things aren't better for uh, Johnny and Davin either because Raddick takes them into a room with a haloed chair. Which anything with a halo like that doesn't seem to go well for Johnny. No. It's a chair that erases memories. And I love how he's like joking. Oh, yeah, I got some, uh, you know, songs that are stuck in my head. You can go for those first. <laughs> you know, okay, being a smart ass about it. Like, oh, yeah, this, this, ha, ha, ha. Mm. But I feel like there was always that fear. He's like, crap, what if, what if this is real and what if it were? Right. I mean, they could very easily turn, um, Johnny into a vegetable and we can't have our number one nerd be a vegetable. That just would not work out at all. Right. I would be very upset. Indeed. I think the whole fandom would be very upset. Yeah. So all of a sudden, McAvoy comes in. And guess what? We have our mole. I was so pissed. I'm like, Exactly. I know I had tweeted out to you. I'm like, oh, is it who I think it is? Yeah. And it's like, come on, you're going to bring our guy from Continuum. Continuum. And then I'm thinking, okay, he's going to have a regular spot. All right, he's on here, and then somehow it's going to work out. No, you have to have him be the mole. I was right. not happy. No, did not make me happy either. And, of course, they kill him immediately as well. Which didn't make so anybody now, happy. No. <laughs> so now we're down two nerds. That was sad, though, too, because he's like, you said that, that if I did this, it would save people. And he's like, all right, whatever. But it's not going to save you. Haha. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, zero empathy. I know. That's not a Holland trait. No. And they don't stand by the word either, so. That just makes them super awesome. Yes. Now, do you think he did it out of fear or really trying to make a deal for himself? Oh, I do believe that he was trying to make a deal for himself because he had seen enough to know that he wanted some of that superpower that they have, the super strength and all that. Ah, I gotcha. That was going to get him out of being the weak nerd. Ah, He'd be a super super nerd. Well, you know what? Sometimes brains over brawn does actually work out. Yes. But in this case, it was the opposite. Right. Now, of course, after a couple of uh, turns in the chair, Johnny starts forgetting the answers to Davin's questions. I thought he was faking at first because he was kind of laughing. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe this doesn't actually work and the Hullen have actually screwed this up. Right. But I think it was the, um, Davin had asked him who his first love was or who he took to the prom or something like that. And when Johnny couldn't come up with the name immediately. The look on his face said it all. Yes. And that's when it got a little dusty. And my eyes started to water a little (laughs) because I'm like, oh, my God, he's not faking it. Right. And Davin's face went pale and then turned red. Yes, then rage. And he focused 
and let his level seven powers go. Unfortunately, he's not very good at aim. Right. Which Johnny reminds him of after <laughs> the one of Raddick's assistants starts uh, experiencing intense pain. He turns away and his head splats all over the world. <laughs> his head goes boom. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, I don't know, I'm a sick person. Because it was kind of cool. Because he was, like, we get the side view first and the eyes kind of start bulging. And it was very much right. like, oh, crap. Oh, my God, I'm going to blink on the name. It was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that they remade later with Colin Farrell. They go to Mars. Ah, I'm blanking. I'm an idiot. But, like, oh, no. there's no atmosphere when they step outside. Right. And, like, the eyes, like, start bulging out and, like, the skin starts moving. That's what it reminded me of. Right. And I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. And then they did the turn so you didn't see the explosion, which is probably a lot better in regards to special effects. Because yes. then you don't have to have, like, every little detail, like moving and bulging and weird. But it was still a really cool effect. And Yes, it really was. <laughs> now, of course, this makes Radak realize that, hmm, maybe he has the wrong brother and has Davin placed on his ship bound for Anila. Which, you know, doesn't make anybody feel good. No. Because why does Anila want him? All right, we turn to the armory where Dutch is attempting to make it. Of course, she comes out of the garbage chute and realizes that they will smell her before she gets there. So she dumps her soggy shoes. Uh, they were really nice boots, too. Yes, uh, they were. Such a girl thing, I know, but oh, I really <laughs> like those boots. And when she had to dump all the garbage juice out of it, I'm like, oh, yeah. that hurts <laughs> my heart. <laughs> and also removes most of her clothing. I still don't understand how her her frillies, <laughs> how the heck that didn't smell like garbage. I mean, how many layers did she have on? Was there really not that much of like the juice in there where it just kind of got on the outside? I don't get it because if she was like, because her hair was wet, wasn't it? I swear I her thought, hair was oh, wet. Because yeah. if, if your hair's wet too, you're going to be soaked and smelly. I'm sorry, it's not going to be like, oh, it's just a little bit on the jacket, it's fine, I'll just remove this. I didn't understand that, especially when she does the awesome, like, Mission Impossible James Bond thing where she sees, like, a Holland come up the stairs and she, like, slips around over the railing and down, which I thought was really awesome. Oh, yes. But how did he not smell her, or did they not have, like, any kind of sense of smell? That's the only thing I'm thinking, or right. I'm just going to have to give this to Hollywood creativity. Yes, I think so, too. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. No, but she does make it to the armory, and as she's going through unlocked lockers, she pulls out something familiar. Just kind of laying in an old dusty box. Yeah, unlocked, no less, and you go, all right, whoever left this here probably isn't going to be alive much longer. Makes me wonder why it was just kind of hanging there yes like it seems like almost like a setup but i mean obviously we know and it might have been do you think it was i mean obviously we know what happens but do you think it's just because of the way they were able to make it work or, or like what do you i don't even know how to ask this question that i want like <laughs> well i think it was all part of anila's 
grand plan for this. Okay. See, I kind of thought maybe that was a thing, but I'm like, uh, that seems weird. Why would she be like, yeah, go ahead, use this bomb? Because we see what she does to all the rack ships, so she doesn't have a problem sacrificing Hulan to make her goals. Oh, so kind of like, oh, let you feel victorious, and then we're going to make sure you know you're not. Right. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And of course, about this time, Banyan shows up. Of course. And we expect this to be a awesome duel between the two ladies, and it was. It was. Great fight choreography. Dutch finally gets the upper hand and stabs Banyan, only to find out she isn't Hoogland. I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, wait, no. Yeah, (laughs) no. Why? Why was she playing everything so close to the vest then? I mean, do you think... Like she said, she was investigating all the disappearances, thinking that Dutch had something to do with it. (sighs) Even though they were both basically trying to do the same thing. It was... Because they weren't trusting each other or communicating with each other, we end up in this situation. Yeah, I was going to say it was weird because at one point, as, as she's bleeding... Dutch is like, no, it's the Hullen, and she's trying to run it down real quick for her, and she's like, I knew it, I knew it. They kept putting me off every time I got close. Right. And I'm like, damn it, we could have had a real ally. Yes, one that wasn't an idiot like the other captains were. Right? The distrust, though, just ran so deep because, like, they kept messing with her. Right. So she really didn't know where to to see the light. Yeah. who to trust exactly it it made me so mad because i'm like no you have to live yes (laughs) so dutch promises to get her help and takes the bomb rescues johnny and decides to have johnny set off the bomb even with his diminished mental facilities because he's not real sure that he can program the bomb to only Target the Hulan. Because they are in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He couldn't even remember the word banana. I was like, wait, what is he? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) But even he looked like he's like, oh crap, uh, yellow fruit thing. Yeah. Skin. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about, John? Yeah. Dutch probably had the same face as I did though. Like, huh? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Because Johnny's never been one to be at a loss of words ever so this was definitely a little little change point of of hesitation yeah Yeah, it's like oh this could go wrong in so many different ways yes but johnny's smart and his mental acuity is a lot further out there than he thought yes and of course dutch trusted him and i think that was the thing that really helped push him right he had to get it right he he will not let Dutch down. Right. Ever. That's you you'd have to kill him before he would let Dutch down. So of course it works and it was so great to see Raddick just get disintegrated. Why am I laughing? I don't know why. <laughs> see, something's wrong with me, I'm telling you. I'm like, yeah, yay. <laughs> oh gosh. Probably. And of course, uh Dutch returns to Banyan only to find her expired very sad which is very upsetting because so close 
Yes. And Johnny is able to rescue Davin. So the captains turn and the gang meet up at Pree's to discuss plans on going forward. And we see Fancy sitting at a table beyond the bar all by himself. Well, he's got to feel a little shitty after what was happening with the captains and Turin. Absolutely. And Turin goes to apologize to him, but Fancy gets up and leaves. Yeah, it wasn't a very uh, sincere apology. It wasn't a good, nothing was good about that apology. No, not at all. And you kind of get the feeling that, yeah, I'm not, I'm kind of uh, feeling that Turin might not last too long in this um, battle, I'm afraid. I know, he's, the way he's acting, yeah, he's not trusting his people. I think things are going to go bad. Yes. So Dutch and the gang are taking the captains back to their racks, and they get close to one of the ships, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it explodes. I was like, what happened? Was it the Holland had figured out what was happening at the other rack, and they kind of sabotaged everything, or what? But yeah. it doesn't seem to be that, not exactly. No. It was sabotage, but not quite what we're thinking. No. It was a certain little pasty, green-lipped girl. <laughs> Neela has uh, intervened, to say the least. Yeah. But first, let's start with Delsea. Uh She has managed to fall into Anila's good graces, much to the chagrin of her second-in-command, Gander. It's been great to see those two go back and forth at each other. Trying to get a step above. Yes, I was like, they're trying to one-up each other, like, repeatedly. It's, it is yes. kind of annoying. It's also kind of funny to watch them do it. No, that, that is <laughs> Because Anila just doesn't care. I know, it's like, look at me, look at me. No, Mom, look at me. And then she's just like, whatever, I'm busy. Yeah, I've got, I'm busy. I've got uh, more important things to do than to worry about what you two are doing. Oh, I don't know. She, Reroutes her ship to the quad because she wants to pick up a package from Fail Squad to quell Delsea's homesickness. Well, what could think, that be? What could that be exactly? Okay, could that have been why Raddick took Johnny first? Because Delsea wanted to uh, get her revenge on Johnny from shooting her? You know what? She's got to figure something else out. I don't know. Because she is so, like, stuck on Johnny and wanting to hurt Johnny and doing everything right. to Johnny. It's like, you need to realize everything that's going on with Anila, there's shit way bigger than Johnny. Yeah. And, of course, we uh, see Gander questioning one of, Ani- you know, this decision of Anila's to uh, reroute the ship to the quad. And we see Anila do some of her uh, level 7 telekinetic power on Gander. Yeah, she's which, fun playing with her, her toys, is what it seems like. Yes, a very much Darth Vader moment there. Uh, also, um, it's difficult to get a read on what he thinks he can accomplish by continually attacking Delsea, especially when it's clear which one the commander favors. I know, so quit being a jerk. (laughs) But apparently the real reason she rerouted the ships to the quad was so she could get close enough to 
telekinetically blow up the rack ships. Which shows just how big her power is, and I'm not sure if they had actually realized it. Right. I know our gang does not realize it. Right. And do the Hulan, uh, they know now, that's for sure. Right, because if she had never used that power to that extent, then, yeah, maybe they didn't realize how strong she really is. Yes, it's very possible. I mean, I'm sorry, as soon as Gander got Darth vader <laughs> I'd have been on the horn somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, hey, guys. Get me out of here now! He should have been at least like, oh, hey, guys, yeah, a little different than we thought over here. Right. There was no package. This was her plan all along. Devious little minx. <laughs> and Delsay is so taken with Anila's genius for evil that she has no choice but to make a pass at her. Yeah, that was... Kind of weird, because I wasn't expecting that at all. No, no, that that came so far out of left field, it wasn't funny. But she was kind of stopped, and then it was reciprocated, so it was interesting. It's like, oh, okay then. Hey, yeah, exactly. Okay then. But it was kind of like, no, I'm in charge, is what I felt like from Anila all the time. Right, yes. Nothing happens without her wanting to, wanting it to happen. So, yeah, I was a little surprised, but this episode was so awesome with everything going on everywhere. And, I mean, we're getting the rack captains on board now, but how much good is it going to do when we don't have a rack now? Exactly. So, uh, all we can do is wait and see with that. Right. And right now, we are so overgunned, <laughs> undermanned. Uh, yeah. and Basically, we are up the creek right now. Right, and yeah, Davin's only barely touched his abilities, and it's kind of like he's in, uh, he's taking baby steps, and Anila's running the marathon. Right. Well, hopefully Davin could catch up. That's all I can say, and hopefully with us having the ships, and maybe we can figure out how to use everything, that we might have a chance. Right, yeah. The bomb definitely will help. Yeah, that but they have to get... Use that to well, eliminate. Don't they have to get this good specific goo from like that gene? Oh pool? yeah, I think so. Okay. I think they will. Yeah, so it's going to have to be a lot of undercover work trying to sneak in and get what they need and then set the bomb off every time. So oh. that's a gigantic task to uh, have to undertake. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I think our people could do it. At least I'm going to be hopeful. Yes. Well, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Steve and I have been working very diligently on the new website, which finally is almost there. (laughs) (laughs) So send us an email, though. Tell us what you think about this episode, about all the sci-fi shows, what you want us to talk about, if you want to join us one time. And uh, while you're listening... Please don't forget to rate and review us on all the platforms that you're hearing us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. We do hope you're enjoying this and we really hope you're telling your friends about the show because we want Killjoys for another season. So Yes, we do. So for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. My ears need a shower. And until next time. <laughs>